Ladies and gentlemen, Libertarians and Patriots, this is Grover Bentley, and you are listening to the Libertarian and Patriot Show. And welcome to the show. Today is Monday, February 6th, 2017. As usual, I'm your host, Grover Bentley. All sources can be found on libertarianandpatriot.com. You can follow the show at facebook.com slash libertarianandpatriot or follow my personal page at facebook.com slash groverbentley1. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter at libertarianandpatriot.com or on our Facebook page. Getting started with this week's news headlines. The Patriots win Super Bowl 51 with a second half rally, beating the Atlanta Falcons 34-28. to CNN. Trump fires acting Attorney General Sally Yates after she refuses to enforce the travel ban. President Donald Trump fired acting Attorney General Sally Yates last Monday for refusing to enforce a legal order designed to protect the citizens of the United States, the White House said, adding, Yates has betrayed the Department of Justice. The Los Angeles Times Department of Homeland Security halts enforcement of travel ban. The Department of Homeland Security said Saturday that it has suspended any and all actions related to President Donald Trump's travel ban on immigrants from seven mostly Muslim countries, as well as its temporary halt on refugee resettlements. RT. A riot breaks out at UC Berkeley amid protest of Breitbart editor's speech. A protest turned violent at the University of California at Berkeley, resulting in the cancellation of a talk from editor of Breitbart News, Malo Yiannopoulos. He was expected to speak against sanctuary campuses, which promised to protect undocumented students in wake of President Donald Trump's tough stance on illegal immigration. The Blaze Trump threatens to defund UC Berkeley following riots, violent and protests. President Donald Trump threatened to defund the University of California, Berkeley, Thursday morning following a night of riots and violent protests. In a tweet, Donald Trump stated, If UC Berkeley does not allow free speech and practices violence on innocent people with different points of view, no federal funds? And that's the top headlines for this week. Stay tuned for our Trump's First 100 Day segment right after this break. Do you have a small blog, YouTube channel, or podcast? Go to libertarianandpatriot.com and apply for our affiliates program. We'll work with you to place an ad in our podcast, website, or YouTube that suits your needs. Once again, that's libertarianandpatriot.com and click on the affiliates program link at the top. And welcome back, and we're going to start doing a segment right after the news about Trump's first 100 days plan. And as his 17th day in office, well, we might not actually have to do this another time just because he has already accomplished most of his 100-day plan 
in his first 17 days. I think there's only about four that he actually hasn't done so far. Let's go ahead and take a look at the four that he hasn't done. So number nine on the list is direct secretary of the treasury to label China as a currency manipulator. So uh, Rep uh, Representative uh, Schumer has actually called on Trump to do this. But so far, Trump has not done that. Number 10, direct secretary of commerce and U.S. trade representative to identify trading abuses that unfairly impact American workers and direct them to use every tool under American and international law to end those abuses immediately. So this one is kind of vague uh, just because there hasn't really been anything identified as trade abuses that uh, target American workers. Now, number 11, <clears throat> lift the restrictions on the production of $50 trillion worth of job-producing American energy reserves, including shale, oil, natural gas, and clean coal. He has not done that yet, which, needless to say, he has been fairly busy with a lot of other things. And number 12, uh, cancel billions in payments to the UN climate change programs and use the money to fix America's water and infra environmental infrastructure. Now, he hasn't done this so far. Uh, right before he left office, Obama actually spent uh, right around $500 million uh, giving to the UN climate change programs to try to fund them. A little bit more than what uh, they're already being funded. Now, on everything else, uh, you can find all these sources on libertarianandpatriot.com. Uh, I posted the uh, source, the actual name of the article itself, and the article. Uh, now, the first one, propose a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on all members of Congress. Uh, Trump did not actually do that, but he did direct several representatives under him to do so. Uh, by the Hill, uh, Cruz and DeSantis, two uh, representatives, uh, pushed for congressional term limits. Number two, a hiring freeze on all federal employees to reduce the federal workforce through attrition, exempting military, public safety, and public health. Uh, by the New York Times, Trump orders broad hiring freeze for federal government. <clears throat> Number three, a requirement that for every new federal, re federal regulation, two existing regulations must be eliminated. Now, also by the Hill, Trump signs two-for-one order to reduce regulations. He put that into place. Number four, a five-year ban on White House and congressional official, officials becoming lobbyists after they leave government service. Now, this one and the next two uh, go hand-in-hand. Hand. Uh, number five, a lifetime ban on White House officials lobbying after, uh, on behalf of foreign governments. And number six, a complete ban on foreign lobbyists raising money for American elections. Now, if you... Uh, look at what I have. Number four, uh, Politico uh, reported Trump lobbying ban weakens Obama rule. Uh, number five, CNBC. Uh, I've got this for number five and number six. Trump imposes lifetime ban on some lobbying, five years on others. Uh, 
this uh, outlines exactly what I'm talking about with the uh, lobbying bans on both the White House officials and members of uh, Congress, as well as foreign lobbyists. Now, moving on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, number seven, renegotiate NAFTA or withdraw from the deal under Article 2205. Going over to what we have, uh, reported by The Hill, Trump says he will renegotiate or withdraw from NAFTA. He has already started doing this. He has already said that they will come to the table and they will renegotiate it or he will unilaterally withdraw from NAFTA. Number eight, withdraw from the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Uh, by CNN, Trump signs order withdrawing from TPP. He has already withdrawn us from that particular agreement. We will, will not have to deal with that anymore. Skipping past the ones that he did not do yet. Number 13, cancel every unconstitutional executive action, memorandum, and order issued by President Obama. Now, he has only rolled back part of Obamacare. Uh, Washington Post has actually uh, reported on this and showed exactly what he has done so far. Number 14. Begin the process of selecting a replacement for Justice Scalia from one of the 20 judges on my list who will uphold and defend the U.S. Constitution. Now, uh, Neil Gorsuch has been uh, nominated for the Supreme Court. I went ahead and linked uh, a CNN article for that one. Number 15, cancel all federal funding to sanctuary cities. According to WhiteHouse.gov, straight from the president's mouth, President Trump signed executive order withholding grant money from sanctuary cities. And I linked up the executive order. Number 16, begin removing the more than 2 million criminal illegal immigrants from the country and cancel visas to foreign countries that won't take them back. KTLA in Los Angeles posted an article, uh, new immigration orders mean 8 million illegals could be deported. Now, is that one complete? Not necessarily because he has begun the process of doing this, but it has not completed just yet. He hasn't done it. And number 17, uh, this is the one that's causing a lot of problems recently. Suspend immigration from terror-prone regions where vetting cannot safely occur. All vetting of people coming from coming into our country will be considered extreme vetting. From the express.uk, uh, Trump bans travel from seven countries under new travel ban. And like I said, this one is causing a lot of problems recently just because of everything that's going on. We'll go ahead and take another quick break. And when we come back, uh, we will start on the podcast, which is All Out Revolt, right after this. Looking for weekly news, entertainment, and funny memes? Look no further. Go to libertarianandpatriot.com 
or facebook.com slash libertarian and patriot now to sign up for our newsletter. It's chock full of libertarian news, funny memes, and everything libertarian. So once again, that's libertarianandpatriot.com or facebook.com slash libertarian and patriot to sign up now. And welcome back. Now, this past week has been really crazy. The progressive left have lost their ever-loving minds due to one particular thing. What is that thing? It is the temporary ban of immigration from seven different countries. Now, why is this so big? Well, here's the thing. The biggest argument against this is a lot of people are saying it's a Muslim ban. Well, the thing about it is I'm looking at the transcript of the actual uh, executive order and there is nothing in here that ap- that says anything about Muslims being banned now what it does say is uh, while the visa issuance process was reviewed and amended, amended after the September 11th attacks to better detect would-be terrorists from receiving visas these measures did not stop attacks by foreign nationals who were admitted to the United States. And later on, it says um, aliens from countries referred to in section blah, 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 would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, and I hereby suspend entry into the United States as immigrants and non-immigrants of such persons for 90 days from the date of this order. So, why... Why in the world are uh, progressives and the left worried about this, uh, you know, executive order? Well, what exactly is going on with this? Well, there's a lot of things going on, which includes all-out rebellion by government agencies against the president when it comes to this. Now, as I stated in the news earlier. Uh, Trump actually fired the acting attorney general after she declined to enforce the travel ban. He actually fired Sally Yates. Now, he went and did that, and then a federal judge ordered a halt on the Trump order. Not only that, but a little bit later, Uh, The Department of Homeland Security effectively suspended the ban itself. So, what is going on with this government today? What is going on with all of these agencies, all of these uh, federal employees sitting here and basically not doing as their boss is telling them? What exactly is going on with this? And we plan on figuring that out today. So when you go back to the actual text of the executive order, it, like I said before, it does not anywhere in there mention that these people are Muslim. It doesn't say anywhere in there that there is any, uh, 
any religious overtone to this. Now, on this one part, it does say, in addition, the United States should not admit those who engage in acts of bigotry or hatred, including honor killings, other forms of violence against women, or the persecution of those who practice religions different from the, their own, or those who would oppress Americans of any race, gender, or sexual orientation. Now, to me, that sounds good. I think having something in there saying, hey, we're not going to allow you to come in here if you practice this. I think that's good because we need to protect Americans. We need to protect our families. We need to protect our friends. We need to protect the people here who actually own this country, who actually run this country. I think that it's important for us to take a step back and understand exactly what's going on with this. So, <clears throat> reading over this, all of this is all about several different countries. The different countries mentioned in this are Iraq, Syria, Sudan, Iran, Somalia, Libya, and Yemen. Now, with those seven different countries, how many of those people from those countries have actually harmed Americans and our interests? A lot of commentators would say that it doesn't include any countries from which radicalized Muslims have actually killed Americans in the U.S. since September 11th. A lot of people are also saying that, like I said before, it's a Muslim ban. And that the whole reason behind this is some form of hatred or bigotry towards the Muslim faith. That, that couldn't be any further from the truth. And... A lot of the issues that have sprung up because of this is uh, legal travelers coming from said countries not being allowed admittance into the United States after going to visit that country and then trying to come back. Those people not being allowed admittance because of this executive order, I understand that there is a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of maybe some hurt feelings going on because of not being allowed back into the country. Now, if you're over here, you're on a visa, you've already gotten that visa, you've already, you know, came here to do what it is you're going to do legally, then yeah, I, I don't see any reason to not let you back in if you've already been here. Now, this executive order is only stopping this from taking place for 90 days. That's all it is. It's just 90 days. Now, there are other stipulations in here. <clears throat> Let me see if I can find it here. Now, on one part, 
this is section five, paragraph D. I hereby proclaim that the entry of more than 50,000 refugees in fiscal year 2017 would be detrimental to the interests of the United States. That is also one of the key factors in this, the refugee program. Why isn't the administration allowing more refugees in? Well, as we have seen over in Europe, Germany being key in this, Sweden being key in this, Denmark, places over there that have taken in hundreds of thousands of refugees, you have a huge increase in rape, in murder, in Muslim no-go zones, in these countries, in big cities. Look at France, for Pete's sakes. There are places there that you do not go if you are a white woman, if you're a woman in general that does not have a burqa, that is not Muslim. It, places where you don't go if you are a white male. I mean, the idea that you're not able to go freely in your own country. I mean, I, I don't understand what the progressive left has against stopping that. I don't understand what the progressive left has against being able to freely go and do what your freedom allows you to do when the refugees come in and say, hey, you're not allowed to do that because this is our place now. Okay, refugees, if you want to be that way, I say let's round them up, let's round them up and send them back to where they came from. If they want to do it that way, if they want to come and make where they are staying just like the place where they left, then they shouldn't be there. Because it was that country's good intentions that let them stay there to begin with. It was that country's good faith that they would come and assimilate into the society that allowed them to come and actually do that. Now, that's wrong. You, you shouldn't allow... People to come in, not assimilate, not take on the values of your country, and then completely cut off the people who lived there to begin with from their home. That's an invasion. That isn't immigration. That is invasion. Having no-go zones... Because of these refugees. Is ridiculous. Section 5. Realignment of the U.S. Refugee Admissions Program for fiscal year 2017. The Secretary of State shall suspend the U.S. Refugee Admissions Program for 120 days. During the 120 day period, the Secretary of State, in conjunction with the Secretary of Homeland Security and in consultation with the Director of National Intelligence, shall review the U.S. RAP application and agitation, I can't say that word, I do apologize, process to determine what additional procedures 
should be taken to ensure that those approved for refugee admission do not pose a threat to security and welfare of the United States and shall, imp shall implement such additional procedures. So we have 120 days to figure this out before this part of the executive order stops and we can no longer do anything with it. Either that or they're going to implement something else along those lines. Now, that's part of... That, that goes along with what I was saying a second ago. We need to be able to secure our country. We need to be able to secure our uh, freedoms, our people, and make sure that everything and everyone is safe. Now, this past week also, Canada, if I'm not badly mistaken, uh, made an order to refuse uh, single men from the refugee program. Let me see if I can't uh, bring that up here. Now, this is on The Guardian. Uh, Canada to turn away single men as part of Syrian refugee resettlement plan. Now, <laughs> okay, guys, let, let me say how the liberal left, the progressive left, <clears throat> that we shouldn't even be calling these people liberals at this moment. The progressive left adore Justin Trudeau. They adore Canada and its socialist paradise. Why? Because, oh, they have free health care. They have free this, free that, blah, blah, blah. Come on. Nothing's free. Not only that, but if this happened in the United States, which it has, which... I think <laughs> they would call whoever did it a bigot and a racist. But since Canada did it, apparently now it's prudent to take steps to do it. Canada will accept only whole families, lone women or children in its mass resettlement of Syrian refugees, while unaccompanied men considered a security risk will be turned away. Since the Paris attacks launched by Syria-linked jihadis, a plan by the new Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to fast-track the intake of 25,000 refugees by year's end has faced growing criticism in Canada. So even the Canadians are turning against you. Even the Canadians who are super, super progressive and left-wing socialists are turning against Justin Trudeau. Just because they understand what's going on with this. They understand why it's important to stop these refugees from coming over. I mean, yeah, sure. We need to include the whole families, lone women or children. Typically, in these refugee, you know, in, 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 in admissions, those aren't the ones that we have to watch out for. We have to watch out for the single men. 
the radicals, the ones who are going out installing this pseudo-Sharia law in these ghettos, the ones who are going out trying to enforce Sharia. I have nothing against Muslims. I don't. I'm not, you know, I'm not bigoted towards them at all. But when you have a mass congregation and they start to try to take over and they start to try to push out people of different races, of different beliefs, this goes with any, any race, any, you know, ethnicity of people. If, if they try to push out the people who were there before just so that they could own that place, then, you know, that's wrong. That shouldn't happen. And I'm pretty sure any progressive who's listening to this program would understand and agree. Because here's the thing. You have to use logic when you think about these things. You have to use your mind. You have to understand what is going on with this stuff. Because a lot of the progressives don't do that. They say, oh, well, we made this mess. We have to fix it. Yeah, okay, I understand that. But bringing in refugees only to resettle them in your country and have the part that you resettled turn against you because, oh, you put in a whole lot of people that don't like you and, well, blah, blah, blah. And all they want to do is cause problems, install Sharia law, and make their own little caliphate right there in the middle of Paris or in the middle of Toronto. I mean, you can't do that. Am I in favor of bringing people over and resettling them? Not particularly. I don't think that these refugees should be coming in at all. Why? Because there's a crap ton of other nations right around there that's supposedly really rich and really prosperous that appeal to their plight that have the ability to take them in. Why are they not taking them in? Why are the countries around there not doing their part? That's what bothers me. Why are the countries over there not doing their part to take in the refugees? Look at Saudi Arabia. 100% Muslim nation, but yet they don't take in any refugees. Not a single one. Jordan hasn't taken in any refugees. And they are right smack next door. They haven't taken in any refugees. And then you look at the rich European countries like Germany, Denmark, Sweden, taking in hundreds of thousands of refugees from places like Syria. And like I said before, you have these ghettos that are coming to fruition, installing Sharia law. And it used to be you would think of Sweden and it's like, oh, really hot blonde chick. Now you think of Sweden, it's like, oh, rape capital of Europe. That doesn't sit well with me, and I'm, it really shouldn't sit well with you. We shouldn't 
do things like this to completely destroy our culture. Well, yeah, a lot of progressives are sitting here saying, what culture do you have? Well, I'm sorry, we're Americans. That's our culture. We are a melting pot of people. We have a lot of different cultures from around the world. When you have one that's coming in and saying, okay, listen up, guys. This is our culture and this is it. That's wrong. And any one of y'all would agree with me. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back. Stay tuned. So last segment, I brought up how uh, a lot of countries in Europe are experiencing uh, higher than normal rates of sexual assault, sexual harassment, and how all of this is conjoined to the uh, migrant crisis that's going on over there with all the refugees. So according to independent.co.uk, which is a uh, newspaper over in Britain, uh, Sweden and Denmark are the countries where the most sexual assaults occur in the EU. Uh, according to uh, the data shown in a uh, published report by the European Agency for Fundamental Rights, the data shows that in Sweden and Denmark, 80 to 100% of people, people said they were sexually assaulted. Compared to the UK, France, Germany, and Finland, 
60 to 79% of people said they were sexually assaulted. That's over half of people in UK, France, Germany, and Finland. That That's on some cases, that's over three quarters of the country that are saying they were sexually harassed, sexually assaulted. That's a lot of people. And all because of these refugees. All because of these people going in and not having any respect for the people that have taken them in from the countries that they came from. That's a lot of people. Last year, the Gatestone Institute named Sweden the rape capital of the West based on data collected in 2010, which put it only behind Lesotho in Southern Africa in terms of occurrence of rape. They just put Sweden above a country in Southern Africa in terms of occurrence of rape and not, not being uh, degrade, not, not trying to degrade Africa by any means, but the fact that a first world country has more occurrences of, of rape than an, a small African nation. I mean, come on. That's that's ridiculous. It's all due to the migrants. It's all due to the refugees. You're trying to ask me why I don't want refugees. This is it. The number of rapes, sexual assaults, sexual harassments. There were, there were stories of... High school girls getting on buses, being fondled, being raped and assaulted, and not saying anything because of fear that they will be called bigoted or racist. Or that they won't be believed. Things like that. According to the Institute, the fact that in 1975, the Swedish parliament unanimously decided to change the former homogeneous Sweden into a multicultural county was of relevance when discussing why the number of rapes had increased. It said, over the past 10 to 15 years, immigrants have mainly come into Sweden from Muslim countries such as Iraq, Syria, and Somalia. It is difficult to give a precise answer because Swedish law forbids registration based on people's ancestry or religion. One possible explanation is that on average, people from the Middle East have a vastly different view of women and sex than Scandinavians have. And despite the attempts by the Swedish establishment to convince the that everyone setting foot on Swedish soil becomes exactly like those who have lived there for dozens of generations, facts point in an altogether different direction. That 
says it right there. Gatestone Institute has said it point blank. The reason behind all of this is because of the refugees. So when the progressive left decides they want to go batshit crazy because Donald Trump refuses to allow people to come in from these nations for 90 days. 90 days, not not even completely banned, but only 90 days. I I just don't see where it's coming from. Either one, they haven't seen the study, or two, they have seen the study and they just don't believe it. Or three, they just don't care. I'm pretty sure it's ignorance and not caring. That's what I think. <clears throat> because these people, the progressive left, tend to not understand that while, yes, it is important for us to help people, it is important for charities to go in and to help these people survive. It is not good for anybody to get this fundamentally different culture where they do not respect women, do not respect the rights of people and bring them in and set them down and say, okay, act like us. That's not going to happen. These people who, for their entire lives, have become something, someplace else, based upon this set of rules that were on them when they were born, decide to up and walk over to someplace else that has a completely different set of rules. And people expect them to conform? That just, it doesn't make sense. It's not logical. These, these people are not going to change because of where they're at. Unless they want to change. That's the way this is going to work. Bringing these people in and setting them down and telling them to integrate is not going to work. Now, according to Abbey Times... The death toll in migrant arrivals increase in Europe due to, let me go back. The refugee crisis in 2016 in Europe, death toll and migrant arrival increases statistics show. Last year, Europe's refugee crisis captured the attention of the world through photographs, headlines, and television screens. Now the migrant crisis is reportedly worse than before. There are more people fleeing and the death toll is higher. Roughly 1 million refugees fled Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria and made their way to Europe last year. Roughly 1 million people from these three countries. Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria. Now, uh, the International Organization for Migration estimates the incoming refugee rate to be 17% higher this year, with the death toll of those trying to seek refuge up by more than 15%. Now, these people, like I was saying, 
are trying to leave some place that is not safe for them. They are trying to get someplace where they think they can become better, where they think they can have a better life. Now, according to the same article, Greece took in the bulk of the migrant flow last year, and there has been a steep decline in immigrant arrivals courtesy of a deal signed in March between Turkey and the 28-nation European Union. The deal says campaigners in what is creating the false illusion that Europe's refugee crisis is no longer a problem. As of August 8th, there are still 57,000 migrants stuck in Greece. Now, I don't know if you guys know it, but didn't Greece just have a financial crash because of these migrants? Because of all these people coming in and stressing the government system? Didn't they just vote to kick all these people out? Didn't they vote to, you know, reform the government? I mean, what what's the one thing that we all can sit here and infer from this data? What is the one thing that is ever present in all of these issues? The migrants. The refugees. So why is it such a big deal that we are not going to let these people in until we have something set in the place so we can figure out who they are, what they want, how they're going to react to our laws, and when is it going to be enough for our police officers, our law enforcement officers, to go up and be actu actually be able to go into these quote-unquote no-go zones and weed out the bad people. To stop these gangs from initiating the Sharia law that they're doing. When is it going to be that we'll actually have control of our nation back? When is it going to be? I mean, refugees and migrants, no big deal. I can, I, I'm in favor of immigration. I'm in favor of people coming over here from different places in the world in order to make their life better and improve themselves. And in conjunction with improving themselves, they improve us. I'm totally in favor of that. Why? Because that's the way America was formed. That's the way America was made. What I am not in favor of is bringing over these people who do not integrate, who do not become part of our country, and the only thing that they want to do is keep on keeping on. All they want to do is continue the same lifestyle that they had when they were in their home country. And bring that over here. 
I was in Afghanistan from 08 to 09. And just, you know, flat out, no BS, I wouldn't want to go back. Why? The people there, they were uncivilized. I say uncivilized not because they lack, you know, basic uh, amenities, not because of the, you know, religion that they have, not because of, you know, the way that they live. They're primitive in their way of thinking. They're primitive in the way that they don't understand the need for intelligence. They don't understand the need for integration into a society where they basically need to sit down, shut up, and become a part of that society or get the frig back to where they came from. I mean, the, the countries that are bringing in the refugees, the refugees need to be thankful to them. The refugees need to understand that these countries spend a lot of money to get them over there. So why are they sitting there trying to transform that country into the place where they just left? If it's so bad, why'd they leave to begin with? I mean, if they want to make it, make the place that they came to exactly the same as where they left, why are they there? It doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense. But we're going to go to a short break and we'll be back and we'll wrap all of this up. Stay tuned. this up for everyone so the complete rebellion of the trump administration towards the president is unwarranted and frankly for me should result in a lot of people getting fired now with that said the progressive left 
are losing their minds because of something that is blatantly false. I mean, I'm not a Trump supporter by any means. I hope that, you know, he does a lot of good for our country. I'm not going to sit here and completely go against everything that he says or everything that he does so far as it's constitutional one and two, you know, it's not taking away the rights of ordinary citizens, but the idea that progressives and the administration who don't agree with him, certain departments are going to go against him because of just their own idiocy. I mean, this is the point where people get fired. This is the point where these people in these positions stop holding these positions. This is the point where we as citizens, as the owners of this country, stand up and say, hey, um, yeah, this isn't how this is going to work from now on. Why? Because we already won the election. I mean, the way this country is being run now, it's being run for the betterment of all of us. It's being run so that way we will be able to raise our families in a better economy so that way we'll have the opportunities here for our families so that way we can better ourselves and then through bettering ourselves we can better the world yes there are a lot of things donald trump is doing that i don't agree with is this one of them no should you agree with the departments that are in open rebellion and the progressive left no you should not and the reason i say this is because of the facts that i presented in this episode it's because of the facts that i have presented that i believe the way that i believe and using this logic it's why i think that you should believe the way that you believe because it's the right thing to do it's the right way to go about utilizing the i don't want to say power but the federal government in general it's the way that we should be going about running this country we need to understand everybody's inherent rights that live here in this country we need to also understand yeah somewhere in there people have human rights that live outside the country but we shouldn't be worried about that what we should be concentrating on is us we need to be concentrating on us first i'm going to take a little bit out of trump's playbook and i say america first because that's who we are if we look out for ourselves we will make the world better because of it because our hands touch 
everything. America is every corner of the globe. Now, if we take care of ourselves, we'll take care of our friends. We take care of the countries who depend on us. We take care of those countries who hate us, yet will drive them to betterment because of what we are doing. When you sit down and you take care of your home and you take care of the people who mean most to you, everything else falls into line. That's my personal philosophy and that's the way that I've always thought and that's the way that I will always think. If you take care of yourself and your family first, everything else will fall in line. If you decide to put other people's needs above your own, I'm talking about like people you don't even know, people you don't even, you know, don't owe you anything. Sooner or later, you're going to run out of your resources. You're going to run out of the ability to take care of those people. Yes, it's good to give to charities. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, sit here and lie. It's good to sit. It's good to take care of charities. But how do you get to the point where you can give to charities? You have to take care of yourself first. And that's what this is all about. That's what this whole thing is all about. That's what the, the regressive left doesn't want you to know. They don't want you to think that taking care of yourself is the best thing that we can do. They don't want you to think that taking care of our country first is the best thing to do. They believe in altruism. They believe in putting other people's needs above your own. I am a capitalist. I believe in taking care of myself. I believe in taking care of my family. The people who depend on me. Taking care of me and mine first. And then... I will be able to help other people. <clears throat> I will be able to help. And I will be able to drive innovation and change. And be able to bring forth more prosperity. Because I looked after myself first. Giving the charities, giving the churches, giving to people who need it is all well and good. But you can't. Do it if you don't take care of yourself. And that's this whole takeaway. The whole rebellion by the departments. The regressive left losing their heads. Losing their brains. Well, I don't think they ever had brains. But. You get my point. All of that. Is all because these people don't understand that we need to concentrate on us. We need to get our jobs back. We need to bring them back from overseas. We need to get these companies. We need to stop them from completely owning our country. These big mega corporations, monopolies. That's not capitalism. 
having the ability to take care of yourself, having the ability to take care of the country, that should be the number one key. That should be the number one factor in everyone's opinion. I, I honestly don't see why it's not. But that is the key. That's why the rebellion is not going to succeed. That's why Californians' whole secession movement isn't going to succeed. That's why socialism in this country is not going to succeed. That's why the entire regressive left's agenda failed on election day. Because people just got tired of being called a racist, a bigot, and being told that they shouldn't put themselves first. People got tired of it. And that's why we're here where we are now. Because it's about time we took care of ourselves. And it's about time you took care of yourself. Thank you guys for joining in. I'll talk to you guys next week. And I hope you have a great day.